Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk Podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. I love you guys. I've heard that on podcasts where the host or creator says, I love you guys, and I get it. It's so cute and everything, but now I'm in that position. I, I, I really have an appreciation for it. I really do love you guys. I've been hearing from a number of you through Instagram and email, and it's so heartwarming. We're truly building a community here. Reading your notes that you're loving the podcast just makes my friggin' day every time. I'll put my email and Instagram handle in the show notes. I'll also put the link to the Facebook community, Spirit Talk, a soul tribe. We're over 150 members now. How amazing. I'm sure there are some business-minded individuals who have a lot of eight in their numerology charts or a lot of Capricorn in their astrology charts who would have a lot to teach me with regard to growing the page, the podcast, etc., I am truly here for the spiritual connection and to fulfill the incessant need I have to discuss spiritual topics. In the business side of things, not really my strong suit, but I am interested in interested in expanding and growing this little tribe and putting out my own offerings, so I'll try to learn some businessy stuff along the way. <laughs> in the meantime, I am really feeling creative lately. I just have all this creative energy bubbling within me and it's been amazing to act on it. I've had some free time lately and I've been really getting my creative juices flowing. It feels like medicine to my soul when I think of an idea, visualize it, and then bring it to life. I'd imagine that feels amazing to anybody. Actually, let me go ahead and touch on creativity. This was just going to be a random episode anyway, so let's go there. It reminds me of this quote. There's an amazing quote by Brene Brown. I'll edit out a pause while I look it up here. Okay, the quote is, there is no such thing as creative and non-creative people. There are only people who use their creativity and people who don't. Unused creativity doesn't just disappear. It lives within us until it's expressed, neglected to death, or suffocated by resentment and fear. When I read that in one of her books, it really struck me. I hadn't thought of creativity that way before, and her words resonated with me. It completely makes sense, and I think too many people judge their own creations such that they stifle their own creativity. And it's probably mostly a, a comparison trap thing. People see stunning works of art and say, I could never do that. I'm, I'm no artist. Well, maybe you could and maybe you couldn't, but you don't know unless you try, right? And who said creativity had to be art? The word creativity in English, I looked it up, comes from the Latin term creer, C-R-E-A-R-E, to create or make. So creativity doesn't just mean painting or drawing a picture. So many people I talk to say, I'm not artistic 
when I bring up creativity, because I think creativity is a very important part of living a fulfilled life. If you ask me, that is them being an asshole to themselves. (laughs) And I don't like it. I don't like it a bit. If you just replace the word created with made or put together or built, you'll see just how creative you really are. Like, I made this Greek dish for dinner, or I put together this outfit, isn't it nice? Or I made this gallery frame wall, or listen to the song I just made up. (laughs) It can be so much fun. Like, here's kind of an out-of-the-box creativity thing. I just built a table. That was me being creative. I had an idea. I wanted a long, thin table behind my couch. There's a wall behind my couch that looked kind of plain and boring. I was actually watching Queer Eye for the straight guy. Oh, I think it's just called Queer Eye now. Whatever. It's a great show on on Netflix. There is a man named Bobby who makes over spaces and just does such beautiful design work. And he was inspiring me as as I was watching it. I was looking around my room thinking, hmm, around my living room, what? What needs a refresh? And yeah, the creative juices started flowing. I got this idea for a table and to put a a charging station and an outlet in it. And more ideas just kept firing. And well, this table doesn't really exist. You can't go and buy it. it. It's a custom thing that I thought of. And I've never built a table before, but I figured, hey, it can't hurt to try. And considering it will be between the couch and the wall and people won't really see the craft, the craftsmanship or lack of that I might put into it. It doesn't really have to be perfect. So I went ahead and bought wood and slapped together a table. <laughs> it felt great. So if you have trouble seeing your creativity, then try thinking of it in those terms. I made, I put together, I built or whatever. And you'll see how magical you really are. And to get a little deeper here, as souls, we're here on earth to grow. Our life is like one big self-help seminar for our soul. We set into each life to get a little better, wiser, more experienced and learn, learn, learn. And when it comes to learning, what better way than being creative? Sometimes ideas don't pan out and we need to figure out a better way to do it. Or perhaps it was never meant to work out, but actually putting in the time and effort to try is what actually sparks a new and even better idea. I do know this, when we move on from this body and make our transition through death, and our soul is experiencing whatever is beyond our world, you will never regret attempting any of your creations, even if they fail. What you might regret is not trying at all. I just got the shivers. That turned into a little pep talk, I guess, both for you and myself. (laughs) I guess spirit sparked something in me today. So just a recap on that. Everyone is creative. And I truly believe that our souls yearn to be creative while in this human life. And to dial it in even more, if you think about it, we are creating our life, our decisions, the moves we make, the people we meet, the places we go, all of that adds up together and we really do create the life we live. To summarize that little diatribe on creativity, here's another little quote. 
And this seriously is one of my most favorite quotes. It popped in my mind when I was talking about creativity. Maya Angelou said, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. (laughs) I could not agree more. Thank you, Maya. (laughs) Okay, friends, what I kind of wanted to talk about today is being psychic. I really hope the word psychic gets more normalized. I love to use the word, but I don't love the side eyes I can get from some folks when I do. (laughs) And just to remind you, I use the word psychic as kind of an umbrella term for so many things. So much can fall under that umbrella from telepathy to mediumship to aura reading to card reading to empath abilities. I consider all of those things psychic gifts and abilities. And there is even more than that, of course. It's not an exhaustive list. So I do think I use the term a bit differently than some people who hear the word psychic and think of a gypsy-looking lady with a crystal ball ready to tell fortunes. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that at all, but it is kind of the old paradigm. I feel as a people, it's time to up our game when talking about this stuff. You use whatever word works for you, I just want to give you the reminder for you listeners how I use that term psychic generally. I'm okay with saying I am psychic. It did take a long ass time for me to get right with it though. And I've earned it now. So here we go. I am psychic. (laughs) Feels good. Try saying it out loud, guys. I'm psychic. Did you say it? I hope you did. And I hope if you didn't that one day you will be able to. Now, I want to get into a little bit about what being psychic could mean for people. Why would it be a good idea to develop your psychic abilities? Certainly not everyone wants to do readings for people or put out paid offerings, right? So how can being psychic affect your everyday life? I'll tell you what, it can make life magical. And as you practice and acknowledge the psychic hits you do get, your abilities grow and expand. It doesn't end. Nor does the amazement each time it happens. Well, for me anyways, I'm always amazed. So if you don't want to be a professional psychic, why develop? Simply put, it makes life more fun and fulfilling. But let's dig in a little and see how practicing and growing your psychic abilities can turn the mundane into the magical. First of all, it can save time. Say you're about to line up for something or wait in the queue as the British call it. So you're coming up to the line and there's more than one to choose from. You can tune in and pick which line feels right. Try it. It works. I'm sure many of you have done it. And the more you develop, the better you get at it. I've picked lines before that literally move twice as fast as the lines beside it. You can do this by using your body as a pendulum seeing which direction it sways. You can ask for a quick recognizable sign or you can go with your gut instinct. Try a number of different methods to see which works best for you. Let me tell you a personal example of how being psychic saved time for me recently. I was getting my boys out the door for the day. It was a cold day and there was lots of snow on the ground. So that's a whole thing. Hats, boots, gloves, 
Oh, gloves. I swear those pesky things are as annoying as socks. They just get lost. They go missing. So lo and behold, we were just about ready to head out and my youngest son was missing a glove. Actually, a little blue mitten. Just as he said, mommy, where's my other glove? I got a quick flash in my mind of the glove under his bed. Oh, I know where it is. I said, go get it. It's under your bed. And he goes to his room, runs back with his little blue mitten. Yep, you were right, mom. And off we go. Now, when I say a quick flash of the mitten in my mind, I'm talking quick. And I know stuff like this has happened for most of my life, but I've ignored it. Mostly I've ignored it or just not even acknowledged that it happened. But now that I've decided this isn't something to ignore... Rather, I should nurture this ability, my clairvoyance, that is. I wonder to myself, why the hell didn't I start developing this sooner? And here's the thing. For some things, like my clairvoyance, development is about trusting. And that's it. Once I learned to trust the little visions, I could use them in my everyday life. Whereas before, I wouldn't even notice the flash of the blue mitten in my mind. For me, clairvoyance is my strongest Claire. At least it's up there. And for more on Claire's, check out the first episode of this podcast where I talk about the Claire's. Clairvoyance means clear seeing, so to see something in your mind's eye. And these little flashes I get, they haven't really changed. It's me who has changed. It's just that I honor them now. They are still very quick. I just trust it when I see it now. And that trust has come through the development practice. I probably do get them more often now than I used to when I ignored it. Because it's kind of a thing like if you don't use it, you lose it. And that's me and my personal experience. Your psychicness will show up for you in your own way. I'm just giving some examples and personal anecdotes of how psychic abilities can make your everyday life better. So what else about being psychic in everyday life? What can it do for you? It can connect you to your loved ones. It can give you a sense of connectedness. We've talked about signs before quite a bit. Well, without claircognizance, a psychic ability, nobody would get signs. Every feather would just be a feather. Every penny or dime would just be loose change. I bet most of you, if not all of you, see signs from either your departed loved ones or guides or your highest self. How do you know their signs? You just know, right? You see the penny and you think of your dad in heaven. That is your claircognizance at work. It is your dad communicating to you through your psychic ability. Again, it takes trust and confidence in yourself through practicing this stuff, which I will reiterate, trust is a huge part of the development journey. When a black feather floats down from the sky right over my family and I, and right at that moment, I was thinking of my brother-in-law, that is magic. That is an example of our universe speaking to us through signs and synchronicities. Folks who don't nurture their psychic abilities don't see the signs. That's a part of life they they won't experience. That's okay. That's their path. But you are listening to this podcast and you have the interest in spirituality. You are meant to value your own psychic abilities. I know it. 
And what better reward for trusting your intuition than getting to feel the presence of your loved ones, just in a different way. They're not in their body anymore. It's beautiful. And how fun to think of them over there, where they are, so excited that you acknowledged their sign in synchronicity they've sent. It isn't always easy for them to get through to us. We have to meet them closer to their vibration. So if you're seeing your signs regularly, give yourself some love and praise. You're doing it. You're developing. Be sure to say thank you as well. Gratitude is another key to development. Okay, so what is another side effect of being psychic? Something that makes the mundane magical. Well, it can make you feel so aligned when you get those psychic hits validated by the universe. Feeling in alignment is a beautiful thing. It's the feeling when you just know you're in the right place in your life and things are lining up. Here's a funny, weird little way, again, my clairvoyance showed up recently. My husband and I were watching Yellowstone, great show by the way, when I heard a strange noise and it stopped and I brushed it off. A few minutes later, I heard the noise again, a noise I hadn't heard before, a strange little tapping, scratching noise. Then a little flash in my mind, again, clairvoyance, an image of a cat, our cat door. Our indoor cat uses a little cat door to go in and out of the garage where her litter box is. As soon as I saw the cat door in my mind, I went down to take a look. And she wasn't around, but I knew the noise must have been something to do with this because I've learned to trust these little images I get. So I pushed on the door and it was stuck. The little lock on the bottom that I didn't even know was there had latched and she couldn't get through. I unlocked it. As I was halfway up the stairs, she came bolting down and zipped through the door. So she had been pushing on the door and couldn't get through. And that's what the noise was. Now, this all may sound really silly. Of course, I would have eventually figured out that Foxy, my cat, wanted in and was scratching and couldn't get through. But seeing the cat door in my mind had me correct the issue within less than a minute. So yes, in this instance, my clairvoyance saved me time again, but it was more than that. I had this feeling of, holy shit, I'm psychic. (laughs) Yes, I still get that feeling of after years of practicing and developing this ability, and I doubt that feeling will ever stop. God, I hope it doesn't. And even for something as mundane as being able to figure out what a noise was, by getting a little vision in my head. I said a big old thank you, of course, and actually giggled about it for a while, about the whole thing, a cat door of all things. Like, who the heck would ever think seeing in my mind a cat door would lead to such a feeling of connectedness because I acted on this intuition. I felt such appreciation, and it was really no big deal at all. It was a cat door. But, and this is why I bring this up, It's these little things that can really fuel the fire, really get you motivated to keep going. Because I got validation, thank you universe, that what I saw in my mind was for a reason and me following up on that psychic hit is a way to honor my soul and feel that deep connection to source. Plus, who knows, maybe my cat would have peed in the closet if I didn't figure it out in time. (laughs) 
Ew, gross. <laughs> Cat pee is so gross. Those are a few examples of how psychic stuff in everyday circumstances can enrich your life. It gives you a mindset of taking your life by the reins, creating your life, living in your power. I know there are those of you who don't think you can do this kind of stuff, and I get that, but have you tried? You don't know unless you try. If there's an interest there, you can do it. And there must be an interest because you're listening to this right now, right? I have another little story for you. A little while back, um, at the end of November, I had a really magical day. I finished my Reiki training. I became a Reiki master. It was amazing. I mean, finished training in the sense that I completed my third Reiki class. Of course, with Reiki, like anything in this realm, the learning doesn't really end. But nonetheless, it was such a, a fun day with about eight women or so all really in her power, practicing Reiki, learning, sharing. I get lit up just thinking about it. And definitely more on Reiki to come in another episode that is on my list. Right after I was finished this, I went to a friend's house. This friend organized a little group to come to her house to talk about spirit stuff. My friend had recently become enthralled with this topic and is really starting a spiritual awakening. And the last time I had coffee at her house, we were talking cards, crystals, shadow work, getting deep, having fun, really enjoying that. So she decided she wanted to have a little group over to kind of have some, you know, some of that sort of vibe. So after this glorious day of Reiki, I arrived at her house. We had dinner and chatted. It was lovely. I had met her friends before, but only once. None of them would call themselves psychic. Not one. Maybe they will now, but... Now, I'm not really sure how this happened, but I kind of ended up holding a little development circle there. I had a, a bag full of uh, oracle and tarot cards, crystals, and all that stuff from my day of Reiki. Uh, so the five of us ladies sat in a circle and did some psychic exercises. I, I first had us uh, sit in the power, and uh, that that's always a beautiful energy in a group, amazing. And doing these exercises, it blew me away. It was so incredible. And I was so excited to see these ladies nail things and discover their intuition. In fact, there has to be more for me in this realm of holding space for people like this. I, I think I'll be working on something like that in the future for sure. I won't get into details of the exercises we did but one of them was for mediumship. Every single lady got information from a person on the other side. My friend whose house we were at absolutely nailed it. She tuned into my grandpa, a person she knows nothing about. She had only the name to go by, so she didn't know anything other than the name she had written on a little piece of paper. She didn't even know who it was to me or anything like that. She got his birth month, death month. She got his personality traits. She got that she that he was my grandfather. She couldn't believe it. She was like, really? He really passed January 2016? I was like, what do you think? I'm making this up to make you feel good? No, <laughs> of course you did it. You did it. It made me so happy. 
to spend a few hours helping a group of women tune in and really surprise themselves. We had a lot of fun doing it. So to you listeners who think, oh, I'm just interested in this stuff. I'm not really psychic myself. You don't know unless you try. And that's why I'm doing this episode. None of the ladies sitting there with me that day would have said that they are going to get the stuff that they picked up on. They could have never thought that they would be that accurate doing these exercises that we did. So please try. (laughs) I have a feeling though that there are more of you listening who think, yeah, I might have something, but where do I start? I've had those questions coming in. How do I start? How, How do I get more psychic? And I have a pretty simple yet kind of annoying answer for you. And I've kind of talked about it through this whole episode. Practice. (laughs) You develop and strengthen your abilities by using them. (laughs) Practice makes you better at things like sports and anything really, right? It's no different for your psychic abilities. Think yoga. Nobody can do a tripod headstand with lotus legs without ever having first tried downward dog. It takes bloody practice. It's not a personal example. Shit, I wish I could do a tripod headstand with lotus legs. (laughs) I need more yoga in my life. As you practice your psychic abilities, you will discover your strengths. Those more natural abilities are the ones that will show up in everyday life the most. Like my example of seeing my son's mittens under his bed. That's because one of my strengths is clairvoyance. Maybe yours is clairaudience and you'll hear words from spirit. Maybe yours is being a physical empath and you'll tune into people's bodies to know what's ailing them. Perhaps you'll get messages through smells, which is clairaliance. Whatever your strengths are, you don't know unless you try. So how to practice? Well, it does take going outside of your comfort zone. Most of the time when you're practicing, if you really are practicing well, then you're going to feel a little uncomfortable. My friend who picked up information accurately from my grandpa was really sketchy on sharing what she got. She didn't feel confident about it. She hasn't done this before. She did share it because she was in a safe space with her friends. It was kind of like pulling teeth for me to get her to say anything, though. She had it all written down on a piece of paper. That's what I mean by being out of your comfort zone. It's not easy to know you could be wrong, but that's the only way. Trying and not getting it right is not a failure. Not at all. Remember what I said at the top of the episode? When you're on the other side, when you are a soul without a body, you won't regret your attempts at creation, but you might regret not trying to create at all. Same goes with this. If you're interested and want to develop your psychicness and don't because you're scared of getting it wrong, that's on you. So how do you practice? Follow your instincts. It doesn't really have to be difficult or formal. Remember the lineup or cue example? Tuning in in everyday kind of circumstances, using your discernment to know which line to go in in that case, that's practice. Those situations come up all the time and they do help your development. Of course, that can be a little less fulfilling than maybe having a circle of people to practice with. That's where other people come in. Or you could ask a friend if you can intuitively read cards for them or 
Yeah, look for uh, uh, an ongoing development circle you could join or one that's about to start up. Shoot, you can even start your own practice circle. Just like the thing I just said I went to at my friend's house. Get together with some friends and do some psychic exercises. You can try out so many different things from telepathy to mediumship. Now, I won't go as far as giving you my exercises that I've done. (laughs) That you can do on your own. Go with what feels right and what you're drawn to. Plus, I need to keep some of those up my sleeve for my own future offerings. But this type of thing can be incredibly fun. And maybe game is a better word than exercise. So psychic games. To me, they do feel a bit like games. And spirit really does want us to have fun with this. Of course, these types of activities can even lead to deep healing. In which case, it might not feel as fun, but more like you're being cracked open in a good way. I have seen many a tears at development circles, letting down guards and and stuff like that. You know, we can get really deep with this. Either way, ladies and gents, enjoy your development, especially the beginning stages. Some of the things you'll do will amaze you and blow your socks off. It's, It's incredibly exciting. And you know what? On that note, I'd love to hear from you guys. What are some ways your psychic abilities have shown up in your everyday life? I want to hear from you. I want to hear your blue mittens and your cat door stories. (laughs) I want to hear about it and I want to share it with you guys. So tell me your stories. Try to keep it somewhat short and sweet and DM me on Instagram or send me an email. And I want to share the stories on a podcast. Yeah, let's get a little share circle story motivation thing going on here. Sounds fun. That about wraps up the episode. Please, please give the podcast a like, a review, a share, a five-star rating. It would make my day to see some new reviews out there. It takes less than a minute. And that is it for today, friends. Until we meet again, 